Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello and welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast or the sold out coaching video, depending on how you're consuming this content today. I am so um, excited to be with you because I'm going to talk about something that is a topic near and dear to my heart. Anyone who has done coaching with me for any length of time is super well aware of my deep respect for Marshall Rosenberg's work. And I wanted to, I wanted to sort of start by kind of breaking apart the title of this talk. This talk the title that you see says, don't take this personally, but, and the full title is, don't take this personally, but it's not all about you. And I don't know about you, but as soon as someone says, don't take this personally, doesn't it seem like the very next words out of their mouth are some sort of insult, like they slam you the next breath? And when they say it's not all about you, suddenly they take up all the air in the room and make it all about them. There's no space for you. Well, today's podcast is a little bit about that. That tendency of people to sometimes be critical or to sometimes take up too much room and leave us feeling criticized. And mostly really what I want to do um, is deal with the fact that sometimes we really are being criticized. People are are critical sometimes. And so feeling like you're being criticized, totally spot on. That's what's happening. Thinking you're being criticized is accurate in those times. And so what I'd like to do today is give you another way to think this through, another way to hear what people are saying. And there are two main reasons I want to do this. The first reason is that I have a sincere desire to help alleviate your pain and suffering if I can. I have a sincere desire to help everyone that I impact experience just a little bit more joy and a little bit more spaciousness and wholeness inside. The second reason is that I want to help you become a master listener so that you can help transform the world with your mere presence. Because if there is any skill that I have been able to bring to the world that has made the biggest impact of all on the people close to me, it's my ability to listen. And this serves in professional worlds, it serves in your marriage, and it serves especially well when you're dating. And I want to do this by sort of unpacking a little bit of Marshall Rosenberg's teachings because they're super helpful, I think. Um, and I really like to um, hammer home on kind of what he says, what we can do with it, and what we don't have to do with it. So those are the three top things I want to cover. So what Marshall Rosenberg says is that people are only ever saying one of two things. They are either saying, please make my life more wonderful, or thank you for making my life more wonderful. I first learned this well over 20 years ago. And I, at that time, was the psychiatrist on a dual diagnosis unit for um, adolescents who had substance abuse disorders. 
and also another mental health diagnosis. And I was pretty sure that those two things didn't cover it. I was pretty sure there was please and thank you. And another thing that could be accompanied by a hand gesture that I won't make here on this video. I was dealing with a lot of angry adolescents who were really ticked off about being locked up on this unit, separated from their families, being punished by the court system. They were upset about a lot of things. They were upset about their families, upset about so many things. And a lot of that got directed towards me, towards the other staff. And what I have learned since then, since that time, when I thought there were three things, is really there are only two. That please sometimes doesn't even get said, or I'm sorry, thank you, sometimes doesn't even get said, sadly, but it should. And usually when it is said, it is a little more transparent. It's a little clearer what the person is saying when they're saying thank you. It is super obvious. They just say thank you. It's easy. They don't have a lot of misgivings about it. There are some people who can't say thank you. Most people don't have that problem. Please. That's the one people have a problem with. Please make my life more wonderful. That is a hard sentence to utter. It is hard to ask for help. I wrote a blog about this last week. Um, it uh, it will it, It's available on my newsletter. It's available on my website. I, I will not be reading that for my podcast. But asking for help is really difficult. And often when people are in a position where they need help or they want their life more wonderful, they have unmet needs and they're upset about it. They're angry about it. So when you're listening and what's coming at you is criticism, is anger, is sadness, is grief, is maybe someone's trying to lay a guilt trip on you. What they're saying is that, please make my life more wonderful. And they are expressing or attempting to express an unmet need. And they're just doing it in a super messy way. So when you hear something critical that is criticism, we don't even have to argue about whether or not that was criticism out of their mouth. Really, even when it is criticism, they are asking to have an unmet need met. Even when it sounds like it's about you, it's not about you. And that goes back to, it's not all about you, right? And this this is the thing that at that end, when people say it's not all about you, they take up the space and suck up the oxygen. This is a really great sentence to remember that actually none of what they're saying is about you. My desire to be a light in the world, to help bring healing, to help people live more soul aligned lives is my desire. It's my goal. It's what I have felt is my passion since I was probably 12. That's really not about you. I'm not saying that you need it. You might not. You might could turn this podcast off and turn off this video and walk away, and that's great because um, you aren't someone that that needs the the service or the gift that I'm here to offer. It's not about you. It's about my desire. So when you can hear what they say as being about them, then you don't take it personally. And that is the key thing. You want to never take anything personally. Those people aren't talking about you anyway. What you want to do is you want to try to listen for the unmet need. And that's the second part. That is what you can do, what does open up when you start to take yourself out of other people's equations. You can listen for their unmet need. Someone might say, hey, you know, I'm really angry because I asked you to give me a ride here and you didn't give me a ride. And I had to call XYZ person and I don't really get along with her. And they're really not talking about you. They're talking about themselves. They're talking about their need for a ride. They're talking about their need for emotional boundaries with XYZ person. 
as an example, this is just coming off the top of my head. Um, I'm not having, I, I do have crutches and I can't drive right now, but that is, this is not a personal example and it's not an example of anyone I know. So if it sounds familiar, it's merely coincidence. But even that bit of criticism is not about you. It's not about your refusal to meet their need. It's about their need. It's about their discomfort with their need. Someone, um, you know, I I used to have this thing until a few years ago. I have been studying Marshall Rosenberg's work for over 20 years. I've read his book, Nonviolent Communication. I've looked online at additional trainings. I've taken courses. But it wasn't until a couple of years ago that I got something that I didn't get before and so this this stuff, the more you hear it, the better. You will you will learn a lot the more you kind of dip into this. And the reality is when someone is criticizing and expressing an unmet need in that way, they are placing a demand on you. They are sort of insisting that you do things their way, that you be the one to meet their need. That really in short means they're kind of using somewhat violent language. It's certainly not compassionate. Marshall Rosenberg would call it jackal speak. They're using language that isn't very helpful. They're not really taking ownership of that request. Okay. And you can still hear that. You can say, oh yeah, it sounds like it was really hard that you had to reach out to her. Yeah. Yeah. What's that like when you're with her? And you can turn that conversation to that person's emotional needs and away from you, away from you and whether you're a good friend, whether you're a bad friend, it's not about you. You can hear their experience. And another time, and actually I do this more in private coaching or group coaching or bonus bonus trainings, we can work on how to do that guessing for the times that you really want to do the guessing. For people that you really deeply love and want to have a closer relationship, you're going to want to get better at guessing. So you can start to focus on their unmet need. But here's the thing, just because you focus on their unmet need, ask about it, guess what it is, does not mean that you are obligated to meet their unmet need. That is still 100% their job. If it serves you, if you desire, if it brings you joy, if it is life enhancing for you, you certainly can meet their unmet need. And if it doesn't fit within your lane, if it's something that is going to compromise your well being, it doesn't bring you joy, it's not yours to do, you have no obligation to meet their unmet need. That is not on you. And that even really very much goes for when you're within a partnership, with your friends, at work, when you're dating. Other people don't owe it to you and you don't owe it to them to meet their unmet needs. When you have relationships where the meeting of unmet needs is a gift and it's open and it's free and it's spacious and that request is made and no is received with grace that brings more intimacy in that connection and then that relationship. When we start to feel obligated, behave as if we're obligated, place obligations on other people, that actually erodes intimacy. It erodes health in a relationship and it starts to bring in a fair amount of toxicity, which, you know, side note, asterisk, that is another, maybe number third reason why I'm having, you know, recording this podcast slash video is because I really want to help Everybody in my audience learn as many skills as possible, take things in a new vein to have the best, healthiest, happiest, most intimate relationships you can with your partners, with friends. I want you to be able to get along with coworkers in a really magnificent way and be a valued team member. And I have spent a lot of time learning all this stuff because I had to, happy to share. So back to this, just because they have an unmet emotional need doesn't mean you need to meet it. Just because they have any unmet need doesn't mean you need to meet it. You are free to say no. And... 
it's possible you could make a counter offer of something you could say yes to like, oh, you know, I couldn't give you a ride on Saturday, but I could do it on Sunday. Is there any way you could wait to run that errand until Sunday? Something along those lines. And that gives you an opportunity to still signal your openness and your willingness to meet their unmet need in a way that is life affirming for you also. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and close us down here. And I, I want to just sort of recap that people are really only ever saying one of two th things, either please make my life more wonderful or thank you for making my life more wonderful. And if it comes out ugly, it's probably please. One way you can sort of inoculate yourself against the criticism that is implicit in that ugliness is by listening for their unmet need and recognizing that it really isn't about you. And just because you recognize their unmet need does not mean you are responsible for meeting that need. I hope this has been helpful. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So please shoot me an email, text, whatever, and let me know your thoughts. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BahiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bahira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.